nation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. Welcome to the show that brings you all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. It is now time to go beyond the bell. the most unique manager we've ever had because he managed the most unique individual in the history of the business. What better man to guide the career of the Undertaker than Paul Bearer? He was Percy Pringle down in Texas and had been a manager and a very successful one for many years, so he knew the art of how to manage. Ravishing Rick Rude. At his side is his manager... Paul Bear was a mortician by trade. I welcome you into my parlor. As a kid, the white face, dark hair, it scared me. Before The Undertaker came out, and The Undertaker came out, and I was hiding underneath the covers. When the lights come on, the beat still remains. Strength inside, glory to gain. The shades of light merge into success of The Undertaker. It was just perfect. It, with the urn, the ashes. And he had that, that high, shrivelly voice. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! Oh, yes! When the lights come on Heartbeats remain Strength inside He loved his role. He loves the Undertaker. It's just worked for him. Paul Bearer is the catalyst behind this fire. That's a testament to how good Paul Bearer was. Whoever he was with is automatically legitimized. He added a great deal to us. I guess he was probably the most unique manager in the history of the business. Rest in peace. Hey there, old school wrestling fans. Welcome back to the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Show known as Beyond the Bell, which is powered by the SNS Radio Network. I'm your host, ring announcer, Sean Beckerman, on the road once again traveling to an independent wrestling event. We're in the middle of WrestleMania month. WrestleMania just a couple weeks away as we count down to the biggest event of the year. And throughout the entire month of March, through the first week in April, leading up to WrestleMania, we have all Mania-themed content for you fans as we look back at the showcase of the Immortals. This week is a very special edition of Beyond the Bell, as we remember the late, great William Moody. I, firsthand, would like to apologize for the delay of this show First off, due to some scheduling and production issues, we had to delay this edition till now. That's why, one, I'm recording it on the road traveling 
doing my usual weekend circuit ring announcing at these independent events. So finally I have a chance while I'm driving, and I think it's a perfect time to remember William Moody as you drive on the road, you think about wrestling in general, as I'm going to announce professional wrestling, and you think about your experiences and the memories you've had being a fan and a participant in the business. So, tonight, we will remember the late, great William Moody, a.k.a. Paul Barra, Percy Pringle, however you know him, he is one of the most legendary managers and performers in professional wrestling history. So, while I'm traveling on the road, this edition will look back at his illustrious career. Paul Bearer is no stranger to Beyond the Belt, as we'll look back, we'll rewind back to the archives, to two previous editions of Beyond the Bell, Scary Stars, and the greatest talk shows in wrestling history, as we discussed Paul Bearer and the impact he played in sports entertainment. We'll discuss my favorite Paul Bearer promos, as we'll look back at the ones I'm remembering while I'm on the road, and I'll discuss my specific memories of Paul being a fan and actually interacting with Paul on the independent circuit as a performer. So we have a very special edition of Beyond the Bell lined up for you fans. I hope to have further BTB content later this week in which we will discuss. But first, let's rewind back to Scary Stars, the scariest stars in wrestling history. And one of the scary stars in which we mentioned was none other than the illustrious manager to The Undertaker, Kane, Mankind, you name it, Paul Bearer. He started off his WWF career as the manager of The Undertaker. For several years, he hosted The Funeral Parlor. He later admitted to having an affair with The Undertaker's mom and being the father of Kane, as we know. During his years as the manager of both Kane and The Undertaker, he helped both men do some depraved acts. Paul Bearer made everyone around WWE uneasy when he was introduced as the manager of The Undertaker in 1991. He guarded the urn of the Phenom and was so creepy. He set the tone for the character of The Undertaker. We would see Paul Bearer killed off many times and come back, so you can say Paul Bearer is supernatural. Bearer would also branch out from guiding the dead man to bringing Kane into the WWE as well as managing Mankind. His haunting voice and facial expressions made Bearer one of the most chilling personalities in WWE history. One that would surely make anyone say, Oh, yes!
Not at all. Sometimes it gets very crowded around my funeral parlor, and I have to bring some of my work home. Oh, yes, I do. Welcome. Welcome to my home. Unlike my funeral parlor, my home is a very, very private place. And this is a special treat just for all of you, all my friends watching Coliseum video. Oh, my home's been in my family for years. Oh, I love my beautiful... Oh, excuse me, I forgot to tidy up. Oh, pardon me. Like I was saying, my home's been in my family for years. It's a place where I can come to, to relax. I can sit back, kick my feet up. Oh, don't pay no attention, he won't mind. My home sits right in the middle of a beautiful memorial park. It's a place where I can just relax. Maybe, oh, maybe fix a drink. Oh, at my favorite bar, my favorite drink. Oh, yes, I think I'll fix myself a Bloody Mary. Oh, yes, a Bloody Mary, one of my all-time favorites. But maybe we'll have a Bloody Jane or a Bloody Cindy or maybe even a Bloody Tom. No, I think I'll just have a Bloody Mary. Oh, yes, Bloody Mary, one of my all-time favorites. What a wonderful way to relax at home. Mm, I knew that this would come in handy one day. Oh, yes. And then there's that special spot on my mantelpiece. Oh, where my sacred urn restays while I'm home. Oh, what a beautiful spot for my favorite urn. And then I'd like to show you my bookcase, some of my favorite memorabilia. Oh, maybe Liberace tinkling the ivories. Oh, my favorite book, The Death of a Salesman. Oh, my beautiful plant. Sure livens up a home, doesn't it? Yes. Oh, oh, yes. My undertaker. Oh, my undertaker. Oh, George. My caretaker, George. What a shame he didn't see that bus coming over the hill. Oh, poor George. Before I forget, there's one more thing that I'd like to show you. When I was a little boy in school, all the other kids were making bookshelves and birdhouses. I made a guillotine. Oh, yes, one of my prized possessions. I got an A on it. You could say I went to the head of the class. Oh, I love that sound. But you know, I've got to get back to work. Oh, yes. This gentleman has a very early appointment in the morning. It was so nice that you could visit my home. Maybe we could do it again one day. You see me at my best. Now, let's take a look at this. William Moody's 
professional wrestling career began in 1979. He started out managing as Percival Percy Pringle III. He managed in southeastern independent promotions all over the territory. There have been previous Percy Pringles in wrestling who were not William Moody, but none were as important as Percy Pringle III. He immediately, after his first son's birth, cut back his involvement in the wrestling business in order to obtain a degree in mortuary science and earn a certification as an embalmer and mortician. So Paul Bearer was actually a licensed mortician. Fit the gimmick so well. The gimmick was already built in William Moody. Then in 1984, he resumed his full-time involvement in the wrestling business. In 1984, he came back full-time to the wrestling scene. He returned as Percy Pringle III in Florida Championship Wrestling, World Class Championship Wrestling, and the United States Wrestling Association. He joined the World Wrestling Federation at the end of 1990. It was actually Ravishing Rick Rude that mentioned Percy to Vince McMahon. As a result, he was now a part of the World Wrestling Federation. Once McMahon heard of his real-life career as a mortician, he thought the character of Paul Bearer would be so fitting for The Undertaker. His first appearance was on the Brother Love Show in February of 1991. He was now the manager of The Undertaker and would, of course, refer to him as My Undertaker. The popularity of The Undertaker rose so highly, he soared to the ranks of the top echelon in the WWF with Paul Bearer as his. The Undertaker soared to the top of the main event scene in the WWF with Paul Bearer by his side. In 1996, the unthinkable happened as Paul Bearer turned his back on The Undertaker and allied himself with Mankind, his arch-nemesis. SummerSlam was the home of this turn, and it will go down as one of the greatest heel turns in sports entertainment history. No one predicted Paul would turn on The Undertaker. This will be the first time Paul would manage somebody in the WWF outside of The Undertaker. Going from My Undertaker to now Mankind, referring to him as Uncle Paul. The next step for Paul Barra in the WWF was the emergence of his half-brother Kane. Paul Barra debuted and managed Kane in 1997. It was found out that Paul Barra was actually the father of Kane, also the brother of The Undertaker, which created a triangle between the three characters. Paul Barra, a heel once again, alongside now, his half-brother Kane, The Undertaker, was in for some remarkable matches and moments involving both characters. They had an intense bit of rivalry, which emerged, of course, with The Undertaker defeating Kane at WrestleMania. Paul and The Undertaker became a team once again, as heels this time, towards the end of 1998, when Barra betrayed his own son. He wound up becoming the manager once again of The Undertaker as he formed the Ministry of Darkness. It should be noted that during this time, we saw a change in Paul Bearer's appearance as his straight black hair went to a reddish color when he managed Kane, then he went back to the black hair, black mustache, a part of the Ministry. 
he was actually a playable character in the WWF Attitude video game in 1999, Paul's first opportunity as a video game character. In early 2000, Bearer, who turned face once more for a brief time, returned to WWF television as Kane's manager. He then retired, we thought at the time, on screen after WrestleMania 2000. Then WrestleMania 20 came along. He returned as the manager of The Undertaker as Mark Calloway came back as the Dead Man character, leaving the American Badass and joining The Undertaker in battling Kane at WrestleMania 20. After that appearance, he briefly made on and off again appearances in the WWE behind The Undertaker, at one point being buried in cement by The Undertaker, but Paul Bearer would occasionally be thrown on television to spark some interest. After WrestleMania 20, he had some sporadic WWE appearances, managing on again, off again, The Undertaker. The last appearance we saw of him on WWE television was when Kane, quote-unquote, destroyed his father in midst of a rivalry with Edge. No one can deny the impact that Paul Bearer made, William Moody has made, in the professional wrestling industry. He managed stars as The Assassin, Blackjack Mulligan, Buzz Sawyer, The Missing Link, The Dingo Warrior, Don Jardine, Eric Embry, The Executioner, The Great Kabuki, Jack Victory, Kane, Coco Beware, Lex Luger, Mankind, Matt Baum, Kamala, Ted Arcidi, Rick Rude, Vader, and of course, The Phenom, The Undertaker. He was known as the Father of Destruction. In 1998, he was voted Pro Wrestling Illustrated Manager of the Year and was inducted a special honoree in the Cauliflower Alley Club in 2003. We will never forget William Moody and the impact, the monumental milestones that he achieved in sports entertainment. Oh, yes! SummerSlam is only two weeks away! As I continue to drive on the road, we look back at the career of William Moody, Paul Bearer. Now, my own personal experiences with William Moody was watching him as Paul Bearer. My fondest memories was the initial debut of Paul Bearer on the Brother Love show, when Brother Love introduced the new manager for The Undertaker, taking over for his duties, and he introduced Mr. Bearer. And this creepy guy comes out, and the first thing that I really noticed was how pitch black, how straight black that hair was on him, even down to the mustache. And he had such this depressing look on his face, and I'm like, well, who is this guy? What? I mean, he's going to be paired with this zombie-like Undertaker? And then he mentioned his first name being Paul, and... Paul Bearer. I didn't really know what a Paul Bearer was at the time, so I just thought his name was Paul Bearer. 
I didn't really deal with much death in my life at the time, luckily. So I didn't know what a Paul Bearer was. I was a young kid, you know. So you hear the name Paul Bearer, I thought, okay, his name's Paul Bearer. His last name's Bearer. And it wasn't until a few months after that I was pointed out on the uh, ironic tone or the symbolism behind the Paul Bearer name. Even then, it's so fitting for the character of William Moody Paul Bearer. So that was my initial memory of Paul. And it seemed like as his career in the WWF went on, his face got more and more pale to the point where he looked dead himself. His eyes were that dark circles, the Uncle Fester-like eyes, then the facial expressions, putting his mouth to the side and just approaching the camera in such a charismatic way got the Undertaker character over. Then the presence of the urn, the symbolic urn that the Undertaker drew his power from. My most, I guess, the most memorable Paul Bearer moment and my favorite the one that gave me goosebumps was WrestleMania 20. Okay, I've seen a lot of Paul Bearer live in person, especially at Madison Square Garden when they had the regular house shows, the monthly shows at the Garden, especially in the early 90s. Saw a lot of Paul Bearer front row, right there, right in front of me, and got to see a lot of them. But the best live moment I experienced was WrestleMania 20, Madison Square Garden. Paul Bearer was rumored to be accompanying the returning Undertaker, who was returning to the Dark Side character, finally leaving the American Badass character away and returning to that old, symbolic, old-school Undertaker to take on Kane at the 20th edition of WrestleMania. So rumors were running rampant, Paul Bearer was going to show up. But we weren't sure until the Druids came out. The lights were dim. You heard the thunder. The crowd was going crazy, and there was a little lull. And then you heard, oh, yes, and the crowd went nuts. There were goosebumps on my arm. Like I told you in previous editions, it's very rare when I could get goosebumps at a show, but when I do, it is a moment, and that was a WrestleMania moment. When you heard Paul Bearer say, oh, yes, and you heard the return of The Undertaker by those two words. That's my favorite moment in Paul Bearer's career, me witnessing it as a fan. A moment that I missed out on was about a year and a half, two years ago, I was supposed to have the opportunity to announce Paul Bearer to the ring. I think he was supposed to manage Kamala, I believe, uh, to the ring, or possibly, I think maybe Vader. I think it was Kamala that was scheduled on the card. And he was slated to be there. I was so excited to announce Paul Bearer in the rig. And unfortunately, uh, the match got, uh, the show got canceled and I think it was due to weather or something. And I was unable to announce Paul Bear. I was hoping, oh, the the show will be rescheduled either a month from now or a couple months from now and I'll be able to announce him then. But unfortunately, it never uh, panned out and that's one person, one superstar that I surely will miss being able to announce on the independent scene. But I will always remember Paul Bearer for that moment, WrestleMania 20. Those two words, oh yes, erupting the crowd. And they went nuts. Thank you, Paul, for that moment. Oh yes, Ted DiBiase. I felt the power of your undertaker in the King's Court last Monday night. Oh 
Wrestling fans, as I'm traveling on the road from event to event, especially when I'm doing weekend loops, and I have a lot of time to spend in the car, or you can, or they call it downtime, traveling from show to show, I myself have a tendency to think back at the memories that I've experienced as a fan and being a performer in the industry. Now, I know a lot of us may think while you're traveling on long road trips, about your past, and your mind just goes off on tangents when you're thinking or listening to music. So, of course, as I'm traveling from event to event, my mind has a tendency to look back at wrestling moments and my experiences. So, since the untimely passing of Paul Bearer, my mind has been thinking about the greatest moments of Paul Bearer in his career. And one of the things that I loved about Paul and what made him so special and unique were his promos and the style of his promos. If you are a true wrestling fan, then you have had to, at one point or another in your life, attempted to imitate the Oh Yes by Paul Bearer. If you're a true fan, a fan of professional wrestling sports entertainment, you have tried to say or have put it in context one way or another when you're talking to somebody, the Oh Yes... That is how, the, you could say that is how big or the impact Paul Bearer made in professional wrestling. His promo work was so unique. His style, his delivery, his voice was uncanny. So now, let's play back what I'm thinking in my mind were some of the greatest promos of Paul Bearer's career. Yes, Undertaker. Tears were rolling down your face. How dare you sneak down here to the ring with that man and talk behind my back? Did you believe me? Because Kane told me so. That's why you should believe me. And your Undertaker told you. Your Undertaker told you that the story was the truth. And it's all over. It's not the fat lady that's going to be singing. It's the fat man, and that's me. Thank you, Miss Cunning. Only you know, Undertaker, a secret that only you know. But I will reveal it to the whole world. I was the mortician that day. I was the field director. Who is this idiot? That's some fan. Remember the fire. What did you mean by Don't that? Don't read anything into this McMahon. Everything is a-okay. Everything is cool. There's no problem. They're fixing to go together to the ring All as right. a team. 
Thank you very much. And in the ring right now, ladies and gentlemen. You've done major testing, dead man. And next week, you're going to lie in it because I'm going to tell the whole wide world your secret is not going to be it. You wait and see. Lost a little weight, haven't you? <laughs> Go ahead, call Paul Bernie. Make fun of the fat man. Yes, make fun of him. I look behind, and who do I see? That red-haired devil, Steve Undertaker. And human eye has not seen, or human ear heard, the secret I have on you. It's all over but the crying. Oh, yes! Someone burned down the funeral home. Inside the funeral home was this lovely family that took care of me. I looked over to the bushes. Who did I see in the bushes but the Undertaker? In just a few words, Undertaker, I am going to do what no giant could do, what no warrior could do, what no immortal could do. I am going to bring you to your knees. You are a murderer! You are a murderer, Undertaker! Why don't you show it to us then? Why don't you shut up? You're a murderer, Undertaker! You're a murderer! Thank you. Your brother Kane is coming! You, Undertaker, are gonna burn in hell! Kane is alive, Undertaker! Poor little Kane. He's so disfigured. You wouldn't believe his charred body parts. Some of him is okay, but some of him is totally disfigured. We want to see him. Shut up! Shut up! Don't you go there, Jimbo! Don't you push me! Don't push Homer! He's waited 20 years to face his brother! Hey, hey! He's coming, dead man! Back at me! Call me a liar! The king's coming! He's coming! He's coming! Get him! certain gorilla monsoon however i must say i feel very uncomfortable here in the catacombs in the bowels if you will of joe lewis arena where i have finally found the new world wrestling federation champion the undertaker manager paul bear you cannot be happy with the decision of president jack tutty ordering the rematch this tuesday in texas with your man the undertaker facing the immortal hulk hogan Oh, Mr. Okerlund, nothing is immortal, not even Hulkamania. Hulkamania died right here this very evening, oh yes. And normally, Mr. Okerlund, when something dies, you hold 
the services almost immediately. But not in the case of Hulkamania. We'll hold him over. Yes, right in the embalming room of my funeral parlor. And sometime between now and Tuesday, we will eviscerate him. Oh, yes, eviscerate his bluing flesh. Oh, that stench. He warned you what was in store for Hulk Hogan. And now, Mr. Okerlund, let me enlighten you what we have in store for Hulkamania. Look into the coffin. You look, Mr. Okerlund. Look, Hulkamania. It died in Survivor Series. Now, the only thing left is this Tuesday the burial Folks, we are anxiously awaiting this exclusive interview with the king and Paul Bear so we got a few minutes now can I get somebody to get me some water good 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 at least my towel these lights are hot listen come here I want to ask you something do what come here I want to ask you something uh, before where's my coke? I don't I know. Thought I had a coke. I tell me, anyway. tell me about the deal before we go back. Tell me about what? I mean, what are you gonna tell everybody about Kane? What is? What's the deal? I told everybody. You heard what I told him. I told the whole world he's my son. He is my son, Jerry. Is that simple? Come on. So you're telling? He's me. my son. I can. Uh, I mean, you're telling me. You don't believe no, me. No, you're telling me you nailed the Undertaker's mother. Well, I nailed. Nailed. Yeah. Well, no. Okay. Tell me. Well, how did it happen? I can't trust you. I'm tell, I'll tell nobody. I was 19 years old. I was an apprentice at the funeral home. Right. I went out one Tuesday night to the wrestling matches like I always did with my friends. Had a few beers. Coming to the funeral home. And there she was in this little teddy outfit. Oh. I, I've never been... Don't tell nobody. I've never been with a woman before at that point. I, I wasn't fat like I am now either. In fact, Jerry, I was kind of studly. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I was. Well, anyway, I come through the door and she took me right there. Right there. Where was it? On the embalming table or no, something? No, no, no. On the kitchen floor. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. At the kitchen floor <laughs> of the funeral. Bob Bearer slips the salami to the undertaker's mother the, on the kitchen in floor. In the kitchen come of on. the apartment of the funeral. You swear home. to God. I, I swear. It's, it's the gospel truth. That's the way it happened. She took me, an innocent 19-year-old boy. That's, I lost my virginity right there. <laughs> it's true. It's Paul true. Bearer buries his baloney in the Undertaker's mother's you know, kitchen. She on. was a moaning and a groaning and a screaming, and I heard some little feet coming down the stairs. Uh, it's a good thing I got up because it was Little Taker coming down the stairs. I stopped him just in time. <laughs> It did. It took two more steps. He had seen his mama's feet. One of them was in New York, and the other one was in LA. Can you imagine if a little Undertaker had come in and seen Paul Bearer and his mother bumping uglies? Shall we all sit down and relax? Six ten. I had no idea. Six ten. Yeah. Let's sit down, guys. How tall is he when he sits down? <laughs> six six eleven. What, 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 really, why don't we sit down? Oh, he don't need to sit. Oh, he doesn't need no, to sit. He no, he don't at no, all. No. Are you Neither ready to, do we. Are you ready to go tomorrow night, Undertaker? What you fail to realize, Mr. Regis, 
This is not about winning and losing. This is life and death. Really? What did Hulk ever do to you? Yeah. What did he ever do to me? Yeah. He is a self-righteous pig. Ooh. He now, said pagan or pig? Pig. pig. He said pig. Pig. And two moms. And as y'all make fun, as you make games, this is life and death. Who's making games? Death. <laughs> Death is our business. Death is your business. I understand. I know that. And business is good. And I business want, is good. And yes. I saw a clip the other day when poor Hulk Hogan came out in your mortuary and was talking nice to you, and then suddenly something very dastardly happened to him. It's going to be the first year on pay-per-view. First year on pay-per-view. Yes, pay -per -view. That's a good one, Paul. <laughs> That's a good one. I see you. Knock them out wherever you are. <laughs> You know what I got for you? I got this for you, baby. Right here. Yes. Come on. Come on, let's go with it. Is he crazy? He's a little crazy, but uh, he's cute. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> And finally, and finally, yes, hold through. Oh, get him out of here. Oh, Papa Shango, you talk about your dark side. Let me welcome you to our dark side. There's a very fine line between your side and ours. But now it's time for you to step across into the door and face my undertaker. Shango, your spells, connotations, and mystic powers have caused a wake of destruction like nothing ever seen in the World Wrestling Federation. What it's done for you has brought you to the barren wasteland, and now you must do mortal combat with The Undertaker. Shawn Michaels against the, the bizarre, the deranged mankind. Just listen to this from Paul Bear in The Challenger. popular segments in the early to mid-90s was the funeral parlor. 
Why? Because Paul Bearer made it special. On a previous edition of Beyond the Bell, we took a look back at the greatest talk shows in sports entertainment history. And of course, one of those was Paul Bearer's funeral parlor. Alongside The Undertaker, Paul Bearer had that delivery that made that segment so special. Let's take you back and remember The Funeral Parlor. Now, back in the early 90s, The Undertaker was not a talkative type. Not to say he really is that much today, but he really was a silent superstar. He talked less back then than he really does even now. Hosting duties fell to his manager, Paul Barra. The phenom was regulated to being the guy who would stuff the guest into his homemade coffins. The funeral parlor that is, you could say, the most memorable, or people remember the most, was the one where The Undertaker and Ric Flair jumped Hulk Hogan, and that moment propelled the dead man to epic heights, as this moment had led him to his first WWE Championship win at Survivor Series 1991. To me, it didn't really fit seeing Ric Flair on the funeral parlor, the flashy robe, the Stalin and profiling, in that dark, dingy set, which fit the show. You had the tombstones, the, like we said, the self-handmade coffin from The Undertaker, and the fog. It fit. The atmosphere would fit very well for the theme, but it didn't fit other characters as guests so well. But it was memorable, and Paul Barrett was a good host, as he made the show so creepy. Approaching what could be his casket. Creepy, guys. Wait a minute. From behind, here comes the alleged real world's champion, Ric 
Flair getting a bird's eye view of Hulk Hogan. Hogan reaching for the standing casket as Flair now confronting Hulk Hogan. This is yours. Come on over here. You know how long I've been waiting for this very moment, big man, huh? Ashamed of those butterflies you got rumbling in that stomach right now. Because, big man, I just burst that bubble you've been living in, and I'm here on your doorstep with the real world championship belt. Compare the two. In closing, in closing, what are you going to do, Hulk Hogan, when Ric Flair runs wild on you? Oh, let me tell you something. To put that so-called real world's title, Ric Flair, against the real WWE champion, Hulk Hogan, you will find out, Ric Flair, not only will the thousands of little holsters out there be at your Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But Hulk Hogan from the hard right there. Right. It's the Undertaker with the urn. Undertaker hammering Hulk Hogan from behind with the urn. Coming out of the coffin. Look at that. They're all over him. Flair, Undertaker, all over Hulk Hogan. Trying to choke the life out of him. Undertaker, there with Rick Flair. That's it. Undertaker standing over the body of Hulk. Look at that. Undertaker not even flinching. What's he doing? Reaching down. Boom. Undertaker standing over Hulk Hogan. And unquestionably will be perhaps the darkest day in the history of Hulkamania. It unquestionably will be Hulk Hogan's bravest challenge at the Survivor Series.
the sands have fallen slowly through the hourglass. The skies above Fresno, California have already grown dark. The end is at hand, Bret Hart. You must face your gravest challenge. A challenge you can't win. Creatures of the night prepare. The World Wrestling Federation title will soon be yours. Wrestling fans, as I continue driving on the road, traveling to independent shows on the circuit, we look back and remember Paul Bearer and the impact he played in this business. No one will ever forget his voice, his look, and the contributions he has made to this industry. He is one star that will surely be missed, and any manager, any aspiring manager in this business would have to take a look and study up on the work of William Moody, Paul Bear, Percy Pringle. Whether Whatever promotion he was in, he made you want to see him. He made you cheer for him, boo him, want to throw things at him. Bottom line, he garnered attention. He garnered a reaction from the fans. No one will ever forget William Moody. We here at Beyond the Bell and the SNS Radio Network like to thank William Moody for all that he has done in this industry. He will surely be missed and we remember Paul and hopefully The Undertaker will pay tribute once again at WrestleMania 29 taking on CM Punk and in the storyline retrieve that urn whatever you think about the storyline whatever tasteful or lack of taste you think it it has this match should be in memory of Paul Bearer and the impact he played in the Undertaker's career arguably one of the greatest superstars ever in this business Paul Bearer helped develop the Undertaker's character thank you Paul for everything you've done that wraps up a very special edition of Beyond the Bell here on the SNS Radio Network. Remember, we're in the midst of WrestleMania month. We have so much more content for you fans coming up. We look back at the 2013 Hall of Fame inductees and the impact they played in this industry. Not to mention my personal WrestleMania moments. Let's not forget about that. And I'll be live on site at WrestleMania 29 and the 2013 Hall of Fame. We'll wrap up tonight's edition with some very special old school music dedicated to Paul Bear and The Undertaker. Until our next edition, fans, your personal ring announcer, Sean Beckerman, signing off, and I'll see you at the matches. Oh, yes! <laughs>